Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. KFI AM640, you're listening to The John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. We're looking for you on the Moist Line. Leave a message using the iHeartRadio app. It's the microphone icon. Or by the way, you can also access the podcasts that are put up there right after the show ends at 4. Or call the toll-free number 1-877-MOIST-86, 1-877-664-7886. We'll be hearing more next hour on what happened in Montebello with what they call a land spout. Sort of like another version of a tornado tearing the roofs off some buildings We'll get an update from KFI's Blake Trolley on the wild weather and an update on that Mark Ridley Thomas trial. A lot of attention now being focused, as it rightly should be, on the son, Sebastian Ridley Thomas. That's who Mark Ridley Thomas is accused of trying to make all the deals for by handing money over to USC from the county of Los Angeles to get his son good uh-huh. positions at the school. What a sad sack his son is. Yeah, well, no, no, wonder, no wonder Ridley Thomas might go to prison trying to save his son. He, boy, oh boy, what a loser. Uh, all right, one of our fav- uh, favorite uh, pinatas over the years has been this uh, Hassan Akrata. We, he, he, we, we got to uh, be aware of him in Los Angeles County. 
We've got, what's the name of this organization? SCAG, Southern Skag. California Association of Governments. It, enco- it encompassed yeah. not just Sandy, uh, L.A. County, a bunch of counties here yeah. in Southern and, California. And it's all the local communities banding together to come up with a transportation policy. Since road diets. We're, we're all intertwined. And everything. 2017, of, we were big on road diets. And that's when we yeah. learned a lot more about Hassan Akrata. Yeah, and out of his head. Now, his brain was trained literally in communist Russia in the 1980s. He went to Moscow University while it was still communist. In the 80s, he also, his first job in the communist government as a bureaucrat was uh, something with the uh, Moscow subway system, okay? So he's a dyed-in-the-wool communist, trained in communism, worked in communism bureaucracies. He comes to Los Angeles to become the head of SCAG, and all his ideas are about mileage taxes, tolls, congestion pricing, uh, you name it. It was everything about getting cars off the roads and charging people exorbitantly. So then, now he's still around. He moved over to SANDAG, the San Diego Association of Governments. His executive director, apparently, he's paid more than $400,000 a year and has annual compensation that yeah. goes above 600000 yeah. They lured him away, thank God. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's a Bernie Sanders-style communist. Yes, exactly. Like Bernie right. has three homes worth uh, over a million dollars. That's uh, Akrata's model here. So tomorrow, there's a meeting scheduled. Uh, it's sort of a performance review of Hassan Akrata. I think you know what we think of his performance. And again, he pushes the mileage tax, the road diets, and mass transit to the hilt. We're going to talk to San Diego County Supervisor Jim Desmond now about this, plus uh, some questionable spending. Let's find out more. Jim, how are you? Hey, I'm doing well. Now you got me all wound up again and frustrated because uh, we, we've got this guy now in San Diego County. I, know. I wish you'd have kept him in L.A. Who the hell hired him to be the executive director? Didn't you know his past? It was the Sandeg board. Sandeg is the San Diego Association of Governments. They hired this guy and, and thought he was the best thing since sliced bread. And, and uh, he's been not, done nothing but cause turmoil down here. And what he's, his plan that he just put forward in 2021 plan uh, for our transportation plan basically just taxes people into submission uh, in, into using public transportation. That's that's his whole plan is just tax us with a mileage tax, yeah. with roadway taxes, with toll charges, everything else just to get people out of their right. cars. And right. It's, it's and he, not, a, not a plan we he, want. He tried that in L.A., but, of course, if you go on a, a metro train yeah, here in Los Angeles, the homeless, you yeah. end up getting stabbed or raped. So I, I, the, the, his whole idea just didn't really work out. No, and, and actually there was an audit done. There was credit card misuse. Uh, he actually gave campaign contributions to sitting board members, to those that agreed with him, and he gave it to the opponents of those who didn't agree with him. A- any other, uh, you know, uh, hired official in government, if they're trying to stack their board like that, would be fired. Any city manager, any county manager would be fired. This guy still still is there. Let's talk about his uh, the credit card purchases. This is the Sandag yeah. credit cards. Almost $2.5 million of tax dollars on, on the credit card. And $250,000 on bookstores? Who spends a quarter of a million dollars on bookstores in the year 2023, no less? I can hardly find a bookstore that exists. Well, that's true. I don't, you know, an internal auditor, luckily we got, they have an internal auditor, came up with this. 
And and Ikrata's his answer is well, this is just politicians and talking, and and there's nothing really to see here. Well, this we, well, he wants a, billions of dollars, and he can't handle a couple million, I, and and he, and he wants to control billions no, of dollars. I, I mean, is, is there is there a detailed audit of the bookstore? Because I got to drive ten miles to go to a real bookstore. I can't imagine two hundred and fifty thousand yeah, dollars. I mean, a book is about twenty five dollars, right? So what what did yeah. he what did he buy a, a thousand books, books on transportation? I don't know. <laughs> he must have bought a hundred thousand books. That, he must well, have bought a hundred thousand books. Also notable, Jim is one hundred sixty nine thousand dollars on Southwest Airlines. I thought this is a man that's worried about climate change. Well, and, and he drives an SUV. So uh, he's, he's uh, you know, the epitome of, of what he you know, is trying to, to uh, get rid of. Uh, but, yeah, you, you guys used to have a, a segment of Hack in a Dumpster. Oh, I, yeah. Um, I, wish you'd have, I wish you'd have kept the lock on that one. No, we, yeah, out, I think we did, we did put him in a few years back, but he got out, okay. apparently. Uh, how much does he eat? $69,000. How much does he fly? Where is he flying to? He's telling everybody to take a train or a bus. He's flying all over the place, and I want an answer on the bookstores. I mean, this is the most outrageous list of credit card purchases I have ever seen. <laughs> you guys got to yeah, fire him. from a transportation agency. I, and, Al, that's what I've been trying to do. I'm trying to get people riled up to, and they, to I let them know last week when his like, preliminary uh, uh, personnel review was up with the exec, executive committee. Now he's going to go before the full board. We want to make sure that the public is there and the public can speak to this. And we've, we've been sending out the links and things like that for people to do to, to get this, to get rid of this guy. The only consensus he's been able to, to build in San Diego County is we all hate the mileage tax. Both sides of the aisle hate this mileage tax. He actually, even after being told to get rid of the mileage tax in this plan, he went and submitted the plan to CARB, which is the California Air Resources Board, in Sacramento with the plan in it, with the tax <laughs> in it, six months after he was told to remove it. That's insubordination. He should be dismissed for that. No, no, people have to hear this timeline. In December 2021, the board of directors voted to remove the mileage tax, but but Akrata went in and submitted the plan anyway with the state, with the tax. Then they voted in June, in 20, June. June 2022. And then they voted again in September 2022. Both times. Remove the tax. The transportation plan still has the tax. It does. And that's the only plan that's right now with the state of California. They have not, you know, uh, taken it back. It's still the plan there with the mileage tax. And and it, it, everybody wants it out. Even that we got a new chair at Sandag. And the chair says, we, we want this out of here. But he's he's insubordinate. He doesn't he he thinks you know he knows better than the board, and he'll probably get through this uh, personnel uh, uh, evaluation you know free as a bird, and they probably what? I wouldn't doubt if they give him a raise. What, is why? Good. What does it take? Well, the, the, he he's saving the world you know from climate change with this. It's, <laughs> it's pretty, pretty much. You have a whole bunch of Nathan Fletchers down there. Is that what it is? What, what, what? This is I'm nuts. You, that's it. That this is That's nuts. He ought to be investigated for these credit card charges. Well, and he's trying to tax us into the past, into the past of trains and trolleys and buses. You know, we've, we've got technology. Technology in the future is going to be autonomous vehicles, technology lanes. You know, get those types of things is, I think, where the investment needs to be. But he's trying to tax us into submission into the past. All right, Jim. So tomorrow there's some sort of performance review being done by what? The board? Yeah, the, the uh, board of directors. Unfortunately, it's going to be in, in closed session, but you can talk to closed session prior to them going into it and, and for public comment. But it's it's uh, uh, you can go to my website, Jim 
DesmondCountySupervisor.com uh, for and, and uh, you know check that out for the links and get information. But you call in. We need ordinary people calling in and, and just you know people mm-hmm. that, that you know have to take take car, uh, cards. People with families and kids, service providers, you know the landscapers and plumbers and people that have to drive to get to where you know get to their jobs. In Southern California, most people can't afford to even live near their jobs. They have to you know live an hour away and commute in uh, and, and via cars. So. This why is, crazy why is the government always the enemy of normal people? Why is this? Why are we always fighting all this nonsense? And like we don't have enough crazy people yet to import one from Russia? <laughs> well, <laughs> we, report, we imported them from L.A., so Yo. thank you very much. <laughs> all right, thanks for talking to us. San Diego County Supervisor Jim Desmond. Have a good day. Take care. Okay, more coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM 640. We're live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand. From KFI AM 640. Now we're on from 1 to 4. You missed the show. Pick up the podcast. It's posted up right after 4 o'clock. All three hours at KFIAM640.com. Just get your way to the John and Ken page. Or use the iHeartRadio app. And John, that voice line is taking calls. Uh, it's it available. Yes. I know. Openings. I just I just called and uh, complained about myself. You ever get that, sick I want to hear that. I, I want to hear that call played on Friday. I haven't gotten to it I, yet. I am okay. Well, I, it's going to be exciting. You called and complained about. It. Did you identify yourself as yourself? I am just sick of myself. You ever get like we, that? We all are. You, you just. Well, I'm joining. I'm joining the club. Okay. It's like you're all right. I can tell lately you are sick of yourself. I am sick of myself. There's a certain disgust that yes. you project. One eight seven seven Moist eighty six starts in the morning when I look in the mirror. It's like ah. One eight seven seven six six four seven eight eight six. Here's your quick. Trump update. The grand jury hearing the evidence didn't even meet today. There are rumors that this may go away. Just rumors. It's, we don't know. This this indictment may it, not happen. There have been stories in every direction. And that's how Trump was and always is. You never can tell. He's a wild card. Yeah, what I think, he's going to do, what people around him are going to do. What uh, Supposedly he's told advisors that if this happens, he wants to be handcuffed and make an appearance in court. There were some that thought he would go the opposite direction and do this quietly. No, he wants, he wants to, to make a public show of this because he's running for president. He wants to be a martyr nailed to the cross. That's what he wants. One of my favorite headline stories today, which I did not do the clickbait, was what would a Trump run for presidency be like when he's behind bars? What would it be like? <laughs> Stupid stuff. What would a Trump presidency be like behind bars? It's uh, true. He could run the campaign behind bars and you still know, be in prison when he gets elected now, you know, next year. Right? Somebody asked me this the other day. If he gets convicted of a felony, does that keep him from being president? No, it doesn't. There's only no. two qualifications to be president. You have to be uh, 35 or over and you have to be uh, uh, a natural born citizen. Oh. And even with that, there are waivers as well. Well, all right. Let the mayhem begin. Yeah. So but, um, that's all we know. So uh, they're supposed to, I think, meet again tomorrow but there's no word whether or not that's going to happen or what's happening with this uh look it, indictment story. It, this is a ridiculous case to bring this really is just uh, some kind of democratic power play and that 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 district attorney allows gascon like mayhem to flourish in new york he doesn't prosecute anything nothing no, no. But so, he wants headlines for this. So. Going, going after a paperwork crime, covering up your payment to a porn star. Good Lord. Now we bring you this. We were just talking about Hassan Akrata, 
He's the communist that heads up the San Diego Association of Governments. He was formerly the head of the Southern oh. California Association of Governments. I checked the my executive math. Director. I checked my math, by the way. I missed a zero. He, the $250,000 that he ran up at a bookstore, that would be 10,000 books, which is still at, a tremendous at an number. average price of what? $25 a book. Okay. I haven't bought an actual hardcover book in well, a long time. That's, so. my, that's my whole point. Hardly anybody goes to a bookstore to buy a hardcover book anymore, all right? I know some people do, but for the most part, they don't. Maybe it wasn't books. What is the book? Videos. What did he buy? Videos. What did he buy there? Or the, or, or the executive board and the staff? What are they doing? Well, he's a big believer in mass transportation, which brings us to this story from uh, L.A. Watchdog. Uh, believe it or not, it's about California high-speed rail. The gist of it is the way things are going, they are clearly going to be out of bond money. It was only $10 billion passed in the year 2008, where 53% of people approved it. Uh, that is not nearly enough even to finish the pathetic segment from Bakersfield to Merced. So where this story is headed, it's 171 miles. That's it. Bakersfield to Merced, uh, it's now going to cost uh, like $30 billion. So... Um, they don't have that money. Uh, it's actually thirty-five billion, from what I'm reading here. So they don't the even gist have of this story, that. the gist of this story is, if you can believe it or not, they might try to put on the statewide ballot a one hundred billion dollar bond measure. A hundred billion dollars? That would be ten times the original bond measure. Yes, this is to build out the whole system with their current cost estimates. Who's going to do this? Who's, Who's putting gonna, this on the ballot? Well, the legislature could do it. The legislature, or, or the high-speed rail people could do some sort of signature collecting thing. I don't know. Oh, but come on! It looks like it's one of their only ways out. The federal government's not going to give enough money. No. There are no investors who are going to invest in this thing. No. So the only choice is to go back to the taxpayers with a bond, and they're thinking, well, we got away with this in two thousand and eight. Maybe we can <laughs> wait, pull. Wait, wait, wait! We've had fifteen years of failure. <laughs> fifteen years of big headline. Failure. Who thinks that this would pass? Not even here in whack job California would this pass. It, it would not. Joe Biden. Would. I would just love money. to see this on the ballot so we could pummel it every day. Oh, and please it. give us the material. Right now, it's only a theory that this is where they might go well, they, because they're not going to get enough from the Biden people. And they're not going to get any more uh, from the, the legislature gives them some of the climate change money from the carbon yeah, tax. But it's but it's, it's not enough to it's pocket change. Yeah. A hundred billion dollars is an enormous amount of money. Yep. I, I mean, in 50, it says here the total cost now. None of this is credible is one hundred and twenty eight billion to build out the whole system. Remember, the original estimate was thirty three billion. They were going to take ten billion from the bonds. <laughs> Start the system and then get investors to get them to the $33 billion, But now they're going with $128 billion. You So now you see why they need yeah. $100 billion. And, and, and people should know this is the construction unions that keep this project going. They, they back Newsom into a corner and the Democrats in the legislature and say, guys, we fund. You don't want to have uh, you don't want to be uh, primaried. You don't want to have an opponent in the Democratic primary. We'll fund that opponent and we'll run commercials claiming you're a child molester. So you are going to keep voting for whatever funding you can find. And the same thing with Newsom. It's like, hey, you want to be president? 
you better you you want uh, you want us to fund uh, an opposing candidate and yeah. lose in California. That's what the, it is. The story in Corruption. City Watch LA comes with a picture, probably from the Central Valley, of some of the construction, and it's just it looks like the bridge to nowhere. It's an elevated railway, uh, whatever they call a viaduct, and uh, it just kind of ends. I think the high-speed rail people just should just jump off there, right yeah. there with that. <laughs> Looks like a perfect place yeah. for can them we, to... Can we have a televised mass suicide for the board? <laughs> what the they hell? They have stolen enough money. <laughs> All right, coming up next... Oh, please put this on the ballot. We'll give you an update on the trial of Mark Ridley Thomas, the suspended LA City Council member who's being tried by the feds. And that's important, the feds on a case of corruption when he was on the L.A. County Board of Supervisors. And, of course, a lot of focus uh, lately has been on his son, and that's supposedly what he did all this for, in this corruption accusation for his son, Sebastian. we got to know a lot more about him from this story. Johnny Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of us. We're figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it it would have been been The podcast would have taken a a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. By the way, podcast after 4 o'clock, you can hear this whole show again, or for the first time. Uh, anything you missed uh, on the iHeart app, John and Ken On Demand. 
Yes. All right. Was it a uh, tornado? Was it a uh, land spout? Anyway, we'll find out more about what happened in Montebello earlier today where the roofs were torn off of some buildings. Debris was flying. Somebody got injured, we understand. We'll be talking to Blake Trolley who went out there to get the story firsthand after the news at 3 o'clock. Uh, we'll also update you on the L.A. Unified School District strike. Two quick headlines. Mayor Bassetti got involved. We're not sure exactly how, but she's decided to uh, stick her beak into this. And there is also word from the union that they may resume a strike soon and it will have an indefinite endpoint. That after these three days are over, they yeah. may say, well, if we don't get what we want, we're just going to go out, walk out without any end date. You know what? They should all be fired. With, with all the immigrants coming into the country that need work, I, they should fire everybody in uh, LAUSD. Wow. That, well, you just said yesterday, though, they can't find people to do these jobs now. Well, they will. Uh, that's uh, You give them to the well, immigrants and say, take these jobs or you get deported. <laughs> okay. How about that? that, that hey, is, uh, I'm being kind. I'm giving, I'm giving the immigrants work. I'm giving uh, them an opportunity. Nobody gets deported anymore, so good luck with that. This, but, is, this is my kingdom. Your kingdom, I forgot. Okay. Uh, it's important when you have a trial to establish for the jury, because jurors like this, motive. We're talking now, right now, about the suspended Los Angeles City Councilman Mark Ridley-Thomas. He is on trial by the federal government. Corruption. The claim is he tried to use the power on the Board of Supervisors that he had to steer contracts to USC School of Social Work in return to get some good things for his son, Sebastian Ridley-Thomas. So what the prosecutors were laying out recently was the whole story of his son, Sebastian Ridley-Thomas, to show you the motive that Mark Ridley-Thomas, why he was behind this. In 2017, Sebastian Ridley-Thomas was just 30 years old but resigned from the state assembly before the end of his third term in office. Publicly, he was talking about health concerns. But we learned that the Me Too movement is what really got him to sex harassment complaints. It was left out of his resignation letter, but apparently everybody believed that really was what, going, what was going on, <clears throat> that he left Sacramento. Uh, he actually wrote to his father, for your information, rumors are another Los Angeles legislator is next. He was talking about the end of the career of assembly member Matt DeBabna. Remember that story? Mm -hmm. He was sexually... Yeah. That was a weird one. Was that the one where he where he uh, pulled down his pants or something, and allegedly yeah, in a bathroom? Or I just don't. Yeah, I just don't remember the details, and I don't want to. So he resigned, and uh, Mark Ridley Thomas's reaction was this: "Don't react. These are scare tactics." Mm. So they knew that his time was limited, so they were looking for an out, which prosecutors say propelled Mark Ridley Thomas to start working on the next phase of his son's life. Yeah, you know what's interesting? Uh, you mentioned his resignation letter. Uh, he they 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 put out uh, health problems as the reason he was resigning, and they actually have a set of emails in evidence, the back and forth between the Ridley Thomases and uh, their political consultant Bill Wong. On and this is why I always rail about these these official statements. And yeah. I always say these are concocted by lawyers and PR people, crisis management people. And it's true. And, and this is this is the proof um, because a capital blog 
wrote that eyebrows must be raised while Sebastian was leaving. And Wong, the PR guy, said, well, people will move on as long as the reality of Sebastian's health problems is a plausible alternative narrative. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, and our reaction to rumors and gossip do not come across as overly defensive. See, see, this is what the professionals do. It's like, no, no, just keep saying it's health because that's plausible. See, and we just won't respond to the stuff about the sex harassment that was the reason he was being driven out of office. Well, they actually put his doctor on the stand. The defense did. He had his gallbladder removed. That's what the doctor yeah. said. Yeah, and, you know, people quit their careers all the time. Because they, they, they can't live without a gallbladder. Uh, so apparently Sebastian was emailing the head of USC's public policy school, a guy by the name of Jack Knott, about a part-time professor position he hoped he hoped would pay twenty five grand. while he completed a social work and public policy dual degree program. Uh, he wrote, uh, practitioner in residence is a preferable title. I would like to be ready to launch in January. This was December 5th. What is this practitioner in residence? Practitioner what? in residence. He's a pomphoon just like his dad. Uh, he yeah, he, he some... looks just like him. Do you see that picture? Oh, yeah, I know. Uh, They're it, a spitting image of each other. Yeah, that's a pretty large image. So it, months earlier, the dean of USC's social work program, that's at Marilyn Flynn, compared Sebastian to another prominent former student who received a full scholarship None other than L.A. Mayor Karen Bass. Quote, Flynn wrote, I intend to open every door for him, just as I did with Karen. Yeah. See, that's pretty damning. Yeah. No, Bass. That shows you that's right, because that these politicians are going to get me money. Bass so I'll help got them. A, Bass got a degree in exchange for pushing legislation in Washington that would enrich USC. It, it, it really happened. It's the truth. And uh, nobody in the media wants to talk about it. Nobody in politics wants to talk about it. But what they're nailing Mark and Sebastian Ridley Thomas for is the same thing that Karen Bassetti did. So in the final weeks of 2017, Marilyn Flint urged her staff to give the highest priority to enrolling Sebastian, even though he hadn't even submitted transcripts. <laughs> and another dean said, well, I don't think the timeline for him to start in January is feasible. Well, Flynn intervened. I think in the interest of showing Mark Ridley Thomas that we can deliver, it would be provident to get the offer letter out before the holidays. You can provident. see what's going on here. Yeah, right. She's trying to make this happen fast because he's about to leave the legislature and he's looking for a landing spot. Yeah. I don't want to blow this deal. Right. Mark Ridley Thomas was also allegedly leaning on the head of L.A. County's Department of Mental Health, Dr. Jonathan Sheeran. After a three-minute call on the morning of December 14th, he immediately shared Sheeran's contact information with Flynn explaining... He's ready to go with the old wink emoji. Ah, the wink emoji means we got it. It's a deal. If that doesn't sound corrupt. <laughs> it, is, it, is, it is corrupt. And, and some USC officials said they would like to have known about the sexual harassment investigation before Sebastian was hired. Listen to this, Rich. Quote, mm -hmm. Michael Nickel, an associate vice provost, whatever the hell that is. It's really important within our school to provide good role models for our students. Oh, really? Like that gynecologist? Uh, how many hundreds of women did he sexually violate? <laughs> how about the, the dean of the medical school that was doing drugs uh, with prostitutes in Pasadena hotels? Wow. Uh, who's the good role model there? Oh, right. how about the whole athletic department that was caught in the... Uh, the Varsity Blues scandal, taking bribes to get uh, kids on uh, on teams. 
So Sebastian began taking classes at USC in January of 2018. A week later, he reached out to the deans of USC's, the deans of USC's social work and public policy program regarding a job. Is there a written offer or agreement yet? And uh, Flynn forwarded the message to her aide. Would you jump all over this? We need to get this finished, Mm -hmm. right? Because we got to finish our end of the bargain here, our end of the deal. So I think they've laid out a pretty good case. Yeah. That these two were working together to help each other in this corruption trial. You know, that that doctor that was testifying for Sebastian, he was going through all of Sebastian's medical procedures, gallbladder removal, two procedures to drain an abscess. Yeah. And that happened. A painful gastrointestinal wound? How do you Mm. get that? He's 30 years old. That sounds like he had real medical problems. Well, well, how do you get abscesses and... Gastrointestinal Sounds like wound. ulcers and stress or genetic. I don't know. Stuff uh, like that. Uh, there's a story there. The guy's yeah, yeah. only 30 years old. I know. The hell? I, know. I don't know what he's doing now. Does anyone know? Is he still at USC? Did he go on to... <laughs> this is like five years later. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Uh, we got more coming up. Johnny Ken, KFI AM 640. We're live everywhere. The iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand. From KFI AM 640. It's your lucky day. The Moist Line is suffering a bit of a drought. So there's uh, openings for you to call. Uh. Using the iHeartRadio app to drop a message there is the microphone icon. Or call the toll-free number 1-877-MOIST-86, 1-877-664-7886. Blake Trolley is going to come on after 3 o'clock. To explain what a land spout is. If that's what hit Montebello, that's the belief. Some are calling it a small tornado. Is that a land spout? I guess. So the same it thing? Uh, caused uh, caused some damage in Montebello. Very and rare. Did anybody get hurt? There were earlier reports of one injury, and we don't know that much about it. But uh, we'll find out more from Blake after the news at three o'clock. I'll update you on that school strike. Well, and one thing to clarify, too, about the salaries that we'll get into coming up in the uh, big three o'clock hour. Well, what was more surprising to people that that Dick Van Dyke is still alive or that Dick Van Dyke at 97 is still driving? Just a question I had. Uh, I I see him uh, often uh, in the news. Oh, I thought you meant off and out of, no. out of the streets of the West Side. No, no, he's 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 very active. I mean, they had some he vi- is. video of him doing like a, a song and dance routine on, on a sidewalk in London a few months back. He was just on that dreaded show, The Masked Singer. Ever watched that? Uh, no, he seemed I, perplexed. I no. some no, I have seen the last two minutes waiting for the news, and I've never understood it. And and there was I, I just didn't understand what was going on. Oh, actually, it's not hard to understand. They put on those big, like, mascot heads, right? And they go out and sing, and you're supposed to figure out who they are. They're usually B or C or D celebrities. So Dick Van Dyke was one of the contestants, and uh, I I, I guess they also vote on how good you did, and then if if you finish last, I think you have to expose who you are. You take the head off, the big mascot head or whatever it is, duck head. Oh, oh. like I said, I only see the last two minutes. Yeah, I didn't know he was on the show. Uh, he was the was... oldest ever to appear. I mean, honestly, 97. Uh, the thing he's always said, which is good advice, just keep moving. That was his only advice to people about a long life. Keep yes. moving. No, I read a story about him once. He has an extensive, and he's had it for a long time, an extensive like physical exercise regimen. 
Yes. That well, he, he was quite the dancer. He's very uh, flexible. He said he realized those old movies. the only thing that was going to keep him out of a wheelchair or out of a nursing home was to constantly exercise his body every day in like a real meaningful, strenuous way. Yeah. And, yeah. He, and maybe that maybe that's right. That, that might be the key. That could be the answer. Uh, meanwhile, uh, we have, uh, she's, I don't know her. I guess this was the reboot of Baywatch, Alexandra Paula. Uh, she was found not guilty of theft for stealing two chickens. Uh, these are the activists. Oh, this is Deborah's crowd. Uh, Foster Farms truck. The people who commit crimes and get away with it. They <laughs> took the chickens from a truck and they referred to us as an open rescue. She was charged of misdemeanor theft, but the, a multi-day trial in Merced County, they found her not guilty. Multi-day? They found her not guilty. Good. Well, except she did it. She saved some chickens. There's a picture of her holding the chicken, walking away from the truck. How does she not get convicted? <laughs> well, they, all right, see? There must have been animal people the, on this Exactly. Jury. There's Deborah people they on the They did the, the right jury. thing. Yes. You go, jury. Jury well, nullification. That's right. Yep. That's uh, what the, uh, This what is the a OG. victory for the chickens. And they had names, Ethan and Jax. Fantastic. This is the best story I've heard all week. <laughs> and all other living beings subjected to abuse by corporations like Foster Farms. Yes. I have so much love for the chickens in my family, and I want all animals to experience safety and respect. Oh, it's just like the teachers of the janitors. They want respect, too. Huh? Yeah, and the chickens want respect, too. Oh, do you know how many chickens Americans consume per year? Too many. Eight billion <laughs> i think i read Eight. a number like that last week and you were your jaw dropped when i said that which uh, translates to 21 million nine hundred seventeen thousand chickens per day how about that i don't like I it so, yes. oh i did eat chicken today i had chipotle i did so so she saved two hey you gotta start somewhere and maybe it, next it will be the cows or the pigs and another 21 million hit the grill do we know what happened to the two she saved? I mean, are they still around? Oh, she this had happened. it for lunch. No, she didn't. <laughs> I had chicken for lunch today, too. Oh, you did, too? Yeah, some chicken and rice. Yeah, oh, that's what I had. Chicken, <laughs> chipotle chicken and rice. And yeah. I had, I had a little piece of a cow. I had a salad with garbanzo beans and avocado. Mm, yum. What are you, a rabbit? <laughs> <laughs> Put her in a cage. <laughs> she pretty much is. I right. am, Yeah. <laughs> Coming up next, of course, it was another wild weather day, this time with the weather in and out. It was weird in that it would pour and then go sunny. Pour again as the last strands of this storm system have been making their way over Southern California. Excitement this morning out in Montebello, where it looks like some type of a small tornado ripped the roof off of a business. We have a live report coming up from uh, Blake Trolley, KFI News. John and Ken, KFI AM 640. We're live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. And Deborah Mark live in the 24-hour KFI Newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to the John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday. And, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at First, first listen. listen. 
This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.